0: Nation Pro Football Podcast
1: What is Up, welcome to Tutter Nation Pro Football Podcast. You got me, Father Alvarez. We got Noah, the genius behind the glass. (laughs) I'm here. Noah Stradamus. And we got Troy calling in double T in the morning. Papa Tud himself. Troy, how you doing, man?
2: What up, boys? Wish I could be with you at the Go Coffee Bar Studios. But uh I'm glad I can I can still get in there.
0: Yeah so, man yeah, so cool we get to do this like even even remote we got to make these episodes happen and sorry guys we didn't get one out earlier scheduling is tough but uh but we still got to get we still give you at least like once a week, I think we only missed one week this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, thank God for technology, man. Um, but we've got a great episode coming up. We got a lot to talk about, guys. We got uh, this Washington football team that's just going out changing their name. Uh, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on that. We got to talk about what is going on with the coaching carousel and uh, some news out of Brian Flores' camp. Some some pretty spicy stuff coming out of there. And uh, we got the Pro Bowl this week, so not. As exciting as the Super Bowl, but still some pretty exciting stuff going on with it. So let's dive into uh, some tea time. Hello and welcome to uh, Tetonation Tea Time. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> this one uh th- this this tea says that it came uh straight from washington dc guys ooh. yeah and uh it's got a new name on it the washington commanders the commanders hashtag take command
0: hashtag hail the commies
1: hashtag ooh I like uh, I don't know if I like that or not but uh what about yeah. what about hashtag go commando
2: I like that. I heard.
1: Like I heard, I heard uh, every one of their players uh, for the first season is actually going to play commando. So uh, you know, it's going to be a pretty intense season for for those guys. So,
0: so. football was made to be played. <laughs> I want to hear your guys' thoughts on it, though. I mean, before I before I share what I think, what do you, what do you, what was your guys' reaction to this new name?
1: Yeah, Troy. Why don't you take us into it? I
2: feel like I don't love it, but I also don't hate it. Um, I think for Washington football fans. Honestly, the Washington football team kind of started growing on me. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think I could have, like, in 20 years, if it was still the Washington football team, I think it would just kind of be this, like, funny thing, like, oh, man, remember, you know, when the Washington football team – but, like, it would just be, like, accepted because it's already accepted. I feel like when I see that WFP, I accept it. Um, They are the only football team in the NFL – so now we're not going to have a football team in the NFL, and I just feel like that's weird.
1: <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, super weird. Yeah i i I still am kind of torn up about it. Just because here's the thing: it's not the worst name, but it's a name that's already been taken, right? They they had the AAF Commanders uh, back when that whole thing was a, was a league. Um, but on top of that, you had other names that were better, right? Yes. And so, why I just don't get why they chose I don't know, why, why they chose such a weak name. That's you know
0: that's what that's what gets me about it. that's what ticks me off is because it's not yeah it's not a horrible 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 yeah. name you know I know there was pushback on the Titans when they renamed the Titans at the time and uh, this uh, this obviously yeah this will probably be something we all grow to accept but right now uh, just it, it I'm I'm more irritated at the laziness I feel like of the organization I feel like they didn't really listen that much to what the people wanted. Yeah. Um, I I can't imagine, you know, why they couldn't make something better work. It's like they played it safe. They took it too serious. You don't always have to go so hard with like where your team's from. You already did that twice with the Nationals and the Capitals. You don't need a third team that is so tied to D.C., especially because D.C. is such a controversial area that people don't always see eye to eye on. Maybe just pick something that isn't so uh, I guess political. I know it's not like picking a side on anything, but what takes me off is that it just it just feels lazy. They had like two years to come up with this. Yeah. They said that they listened to what people wanted, and this is kind of a widely right now. Uh, most people aren't happy with it. Uh, I don't know how they didn't think about the whole commies thing being in red and yellow, being at the nation's capital. I don't know how they didn't think of that. And <laughs> granted, it's not the worst name they could have come up with, but it just it just kind of feels like a big disappointment. Like there's all this buildup. And, uh, it just, yeah, it feels like it takes itself too seriously and I'm not crazy about it.
1: Yeah. That's the worst part. Like, how do you not see that people are going to call these the, the commandees, the, co- or, or the, the, the commies, the commies, the, the commandies? that's what they should be called. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, what was the other name that we I, gave I them? A- the Washington, the uh, Admirable.
0: Ad- <laughs> yeah, the admirables. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, better. Yeah, I-
2: how do you guys like tickets? I think, yeah, I kind of. Her name, her name?
0: I don't know. It's kind of the same. I like the whole Admiral Akbar thing they were going to do with like. Ooh. I saw people making like little kind of. Admiral Akbar was kind of like a, a mascot. I thought that was fun, but it kind of feels like a lateral move from Admirals.
1: Yeah, I think I liked Admiral a little bit better. Just because, again, it, it feels a little bit more original when you got another. Failed football team, though, was the commanders. I'm like, just switch it up. You and know, the
0: commandos were a team, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, my one of my favorite teams. Yeah, I
0: kind of feel like if they
2: went with it where the logo because the logo is still the W.
1: Yeah, they didn't change right? the logo like much at all. It's very much. similar. Yeah,
2: they, they changed it a little, but it's very similar. I think it's, I think if they would have changed it where the mascot was like an old, like, uh, commander of like a, um, a old ship like a pirate ship like a like a like a royal navy like kind of thing i think that could have been sick if that was how it was laid out like i think with the you know kind of like the Patriots hat or whatever the you know the the, the three-pointed hat mm. that type of commander of that of like an old navy u.s royal ship i think that would be kind of cool
0: have you seen the uh the
2: the way that it is now i don't even know what like what's their mascot supposed to be now
0: the admir or yeah, the, the Washington Admirals Quidditch team, they have kind of a logo that's kind of like that, but it's like a guy with a beard, I think, right? Like an Admiral yeah. with a beard. I thought that was yeah. kind of cool, but I, see, I think I see what you're saying with
1: that. Yeah, it just could have been, it could have been a cooler logo, you know? So it's a little bit disappointing. But hey, I just wanted to go back through the eight potential names that they had come out with to see was this the best name or was there a better name they should have gone with? on this list. So the eight potential names they could have gone with were Armada, Brigade, Commanders, Defenders, Presidents, Red Hogs, Red Wolves, and just sticking with Washington football team. You guys have a favorite on that list? (laughs)
2: Definitely I honestly, honestly off that list, I think the Washington football team yeah, yeah, I
1: think I'll agree
0: with that. I think Red Hogs would have been maybe the next best. Uh, I mean, I think Red Hogs would have been fun too. I think that I like. I like. That's one that you have to kind of grow to to love. But I think that's one that would be really embraced. Um, but yeah, football, yeah, I mean, a lot of people. The biggest thing I've heard is that people are like are liking football team a lot. And if I was a Washington fan, I'd just, I would just keep my football team gear. And I would just refer to them as Washington. Maybe sometimes I would refer to them as Washington football team. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Chase Young, like they went through all these potential names with him Mm -hmm. and he graded each one of them. And he gave the Washington Commanders an F when he was grading it.
1: And he's like the poster poster boy of the Washington Commanders. Jeez.
0: Their jerseys are sick though. Yes, yeah, yeah. They have really cool uniforms. I'm actually yeah. I'm digging them. I people are kind of pushing back on the W on the forehead, like it's too too much like Wario or something, but Wario.
1: <laughs> the Washington Warios, man. Oh man. That would have been epic.
0: That'd have been sweet.
1: Yeah, the their uh all black uniform though is uh dude. Why doesn't I nice. ev- why doesn't every team in the NFL have an all black uniform? You know? Like the I should s- man. I've seen some uh, some mock-ups of, like, a Chiefs all-black uniform, and I'm just like, dude, that would be sick. 49ers all-black. I get it doesn't work with, like, some teams. Like, it'd be weird to see Cowboys in all-black or the Colts in all-black.
0: Yeah, those ones that are already really simple. I mean, I would love Seahawks all-black with, like, the green color
1: or something,
0: neon green numbers. Like, that would be cool. That would be sweet.
1: Yeah. You You gotta either
2: have an all-black or an all-white.
1: Yeah, for sure. Do you guys have a favorite... uh, I don't know if it's your team's uniform but do you have a team that has in your opinion like the best uniform options? Mm, Troy?
2: Is it all the uniforms put together? All or the just
1: uniforms. Just like their their variety of uniforms that they can choose from. Like like it could be a single uniform in that variety that you're like, man, because they have that gotcha. uniform they have the best uniforms. Mm. You know what I mean.
2: I think the Bucks have really nice uniforms.
1: Yeah, they, they do. do. Yeah,
0: because they
2: that gray and red is really pop. Even when they wear the white ones, I think it still looks good. And then that uh that orange color is the uh, oh yeah that
0: weird orange the creamsicle so, dude. So nice.
2: the yeah,
0: really. I uh I I really like I like simplicity, but I also like um like I love the Dolphins. I love that they have unique colors um but i really like uh i like the packers alternate alternate uniform they used this this year that was like yeah. it was like solid yeah that was nice that was really sick yeah. it reminds me of of uh, the rams back when they were i think the last time they were in the super bowl and they wore like kind of it's almost like a throwback kind of uniform mm-hmm. with like just the solid yellow solid blue i really like that kind of look too
1: yeah honestly for me man i feel like there's so many that i like i really like the 49ers kind of like throwback mm-hmm. uniforms with the, the drop black, shadow yeah. on it those are really sweet. But, honestly, the Rams have really nice uniforms. The Chargers have really nice uniforms. Oh, yeah.
0: the Char- I like the Chargers, what they did with the Navy this year, where they yeah. have like, like the bolt outline in yellow. I thought that was cool, yeah. looks I th- awesome. I think the two uniforms that I wish would be changed, I'm not crazy about the Broncos. I feel like it's too orange for mm-hmm. me. And then yeah. the Titans, I feel like it's, it just doesn't fit in with the rest of the league, the Titans uniforms. but Yeah,
2: it's kind of – the Titans seem like they're, like uh... – a girl soccer
0: team. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're like the whole sword thing with like the two different silvers just kind of clashes. I'm, I don't know. I feel like they could do something more solid with like that navy and light blue.
1: Yeah, Shadow ASO yeah. American Youth Soccer Organization. <laughs> you know, pretty sure I had those Titan jerseys actually, back actually in the day.
2: Really, <laughs> I actually really like the Atlanta Falcons jersey. It's all black.
1: I was gonna say the same thing with the gradient on it. Yeah, it actually works. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's unique. I yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um all right, well hey, let's swing things over to something a little more serious. I, lo- I love talking about uniforms, but uh man, we got some coach talk to go through cuz Brian Flores this past week uh it came out that he is suing not only the NFL but multiple organizations uh about essentially about the Rooney rule and organizations who have interviewed him and other African-American coaches while already kind of having in their mind that they are selecting a white head coach, you know? Because that's what we saw with the New York Giants. Came out out of this text thread that he had with Bill Belichick, which if you want to check it out, go ahead and hop on our Instagram. We got a little post about it. Um, But yeah, essentially Bill Belichick texted uh, Brian Flores congratulating him on the... Job with the New York Giants as their head coach, only to find out that he meant to text Brian Dable, mm-hmm. not B. Flo. We've all been there. Which is
2: though. weird because, like Belichick, is so calculated.
1: Yeah, maybe. You know? what maybe if he, he just knew. Have
2: their names in his phone as Brian. <laughs> like he didn't put like the last name in there or what? Like, you just, I don't know. He like,
0: just put Brian and then parentheses like division rival.
1: I think he put Brian Bald.
0: Bald division rival <laughs> and that's all that that's all that <laughs> which is a weird thing for Bill to do, but Yeah, he doesn't see question. color,
1: so <laughs> now now
2: he changed it to Brian W and Brian P.
1: Bri- <laughs> wait what? <laughs> Brian W? oh White Brian. Oh Yeah, white Brian.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, white Brian. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, Well, That's whatever so cool. helps him, I guess.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, I think for me, like, what I want to say first off of this situation is I do feel like it's a little weird that right now there's... Because o- I think right now, after all the firings of the year, it's only Mike Tomlin, right? Correct? For a black football coach in the league?
1: As of right now, yeah.
2: As of right now. So I do find that weird. I'm not gonna lie. Like I do think that it doesn't really make sense to me, considering that like seventy some odd percent of the league is uh, African American or black, and I just it, it it seems a little strange. I do think in the last couple of years that w- what we have seen is that in the front office there's been a lot more uh, black hires in the front office,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, which is cool. I think that's good, um, but. I also would like to say that I don't know if correlation equals causation all the time.
0: Right, right. You know, and
2: and that's that's what I'm, like, looking at here is in every situation that Brian Flores has brought to the surface thus far, nothing to me screams racism. Like, you know, could it be behind the scenes trying to – there's all these racist things going on. And then all the evidence that you're giving out, like doesn't show racism. I just, that's racism going on. Like I want to, you know, like I want to, if, if you're like, why? And Bill Belichick, uh, text, there's nothing racist in there. He was, they knew the Giants knew they wanted their guy, Dable. Right. And it makes yeah. sense because the GM of the Giants came from the Bills. Yeah. So he wanted that, bill. he already had that relationship there, right? So after he interviewed, that GM was probably like, yep, that's my guy. I don't even need to see anybody else. But because of the Rooney rule, they still had to, they were required to um, interview a black candidate. So they had to go through Flores, even though the GM already knew who he wanted. He wanted to go with Dave Wolfson. Somehow, Somehow yeah. Belichick, Belichick got that. It, he got all mixed up there and, but that, that's not racist. That's just like a, an unfortunate situation, right? Um, with the with the other thing that came out with the whole uh, Dolphins owner paying him $100,000 yeah, a juice, loss. That he that's the juiciest whatever, part to me, yeah. Yeah, that's juicy. But again, it's not racist. It's like he's paying him to lose, but he's not. it has nothing to do with the fact that Flores is black. You yeah, know, so I, I, think... I just don't.
1: I think the one thing with that is um like they it, it's almost kind of what happened with David Coley this year with uh or at least I think that was the head coach Texans. right Texans yeah. yeah uh you know you you bring in a a black head coach but you don't really set him up for success you know you're not giving him an equal chance as you would potentially a white head coach and I mean you you won't be able to have that same exact situation with a white head coach because the dolphins are in a different spot now you know um but yeah i I guess it's just the speculation of man you you want you hired this black head coach only to watch him fail which isn't a great look
0: yeah 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 i mean i i
2: I, yeah go ahead
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, a lot of it is the lens we look at it through. You know, uh, if there's racism going on, I want to know and I want it to be taken care of. Yeah. Uh, but it's because t- if you look at like, for example, Doug Peterson, who is the new you know Jags head coach, uh, you look at his situation in Philadelphia. He, he he took him to the Super Bowl. He had successful seasons, and then he had one bad season, and they let him go. You know, if that was a black coach, would we be lo- would we be questioning you know the firing? of of uh, of Doug Peterson but uh, yeah a lot of it is a lens we look at it through obviously like the whole there's some weird stuff going on yeah the the Dolphins owner offering to pay 100,000 per loss to Brian Flores that's like I don't I don't know what to make of that but yeah it's like I just I don't want it to I don't want to dismiss everything because it's hard to prove but I also don't want to um, you know, like, like John Elway, I think, you know, John Elway's character has been brought into question because yeah. he's, he's been accused of not taking the interview seriously because Brian Flores is black. So I think that's something that we can't just assume one way or another. It's, but I, I don't, I don't know what steps we take to figure it out.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't I think have... the
2: bigger, I think, Sorry, I, was, I, was say, I think the bigger problem with the coaching situation, something that you could look at more seriously. One, I think, what always happens when you try to legislate things into existence with the Rooney rule is this, if you're giving these candidates, like they are required to interview a black candidate, even if regardless of merit, right? Regardless of what that person is doing. So even if they found, you know, their guy, like giant stop, they did with uh, Brian Dable. They still had to, interview flores to meet this criteria and i think that what that kind of hurts it in the end i think that like in part of flores statement he said he just really wants to change the view and the hearts of these owners and like legislating them that they have to do something isn't changing their heart it's just making them have to do it yeah get fined or whatever you know and i and so Kind of what I've seen from the whole – what I think happened in Miami, I honestly think that the owner of the Dolphins, I think he's a little slimy. I think he's a little like – you know, he, he likes to do things outside of, of kind of the rule book because mm-hmm. what, what it sounds like was what is saying. One, he was paying him to lose, which is illegal. Two, he told him to meet with Tom Brady outside of the uh, crisis. Outside of the allotted time for them to meet with you know, other quarterback, mm-hmm. and Flores denied it. He said, "No, I will not do that because it it'll break my contract or whatever." And I I heard Miami uh, owner was pissed about that. He's like, "My guy's not doing what I want him to do, even though it's wrong." Yeah, I think that that is more of a reason. And I heard that Flores and Tua don't really get along. So yeah. if if the, if the owner thinks who is the guy, or could be the guy, and your head coach doesn't like him, he won't do the dirty stuff that you want him to do, and he won't meet with the quarterback that you want him to meet with because it's a little outside of the, the line. Regardless of what he's done on the field, I think that you, it w- it's totally reasonable to see him get fired, to go separate ways because they don't really have a good relationship.
1: Yeah, I do kind of think that like what's the what are the repercussions for the Dolphins owner though you know because like if you like you said it's illegal to pay someone to throw a game uh and granted Brian Flores it sounds like he didn't receive any money for throwing any games and I mean he they actually won some games and that's why they wound up getting Tua instead of Joe Burrow but uh yeah, is it like do the do the owners almost have kind of too much power here? Like what what's their slap on the wrist or whatever, you know? Yeah,
0: there's going to be an investigation in this. Uh, I know the NFL just launched one. Um so, you know, I guess we'll figure we'll figure it out. It, it doesn't feel like this, you know, in the past investigations have
1: led to much. Yeah. It's the same thing like with Dan Snyder with the Washington uh Commanders. That's going to be weird to Ugh. say now. Uh but with Dan Snyder like dude, that whole like the organizational aspect of that of that team is just uh, it's a train wreck, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's because of the owner. So, like, w- at what point does the NFL come in and say, like, hey, you have to sell your team or whatever? Yeah, you like, know? I
0: mean, and that investigation, really, the only thing that came out of it was Gruden got fired.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, and he was he wasn't even oh he didn't even get fired he just stepped down team. but yeah
0: yeah seriously <laughs> yeah and he's not an owner so yeah maybe- yeah so-
2: I, I think with the whole I think with the tanking, like tanking, whether we like it or not, is gonna be a part of professional sports. Unless they switch up the way. They try to solve it in basketball because basketball is doing the same thing. They're trying to solve it by having the lottery. So even if you tank doesn't necessarily mean you get the first pick. In football, however, it's so if you wanna stop tanking, I don't think it's gonna be about getting the right owners in there because those dudes are just making money to make money, and if they think they can tank for a little bit to get the the Trevor Lawrence or to get the next, you know, Patrick Mahomes in their team, those those guys are gonna do it so they can win the Super Bowl, right? So I don't think they, these are like the most upstanding citizens, you know, all the time. So I think maybe they should change the way that the draft order works.
1: Yeah like you're saying maybe do it the way like the way that they have in the NBA with the lottery?
2: Either a lottery where yeah, if you're one of the worst teams you get more lottery balls or maybe like the bottom 10 teams or the bottom 5 teams or something like that in the the league you you take the worst five worst records to the 10 worst records and the first pick is the team that has scored the most points. And the second pick pick is the team that is uh defended against the least points or whatever so you know and you just keep flip flopping back and forth for their first 10 picks and then the 11th team is uh just the 11th team yeah, they're, they're not part of that thing but if you're in the bottom 10 then it, it's actually the best out of the bottom 10 kind of yeah who tried the hardest that that would kind of stop something like that i don't know if that would ever work i don't think they're ever going to go to something like that but Something where it's merit-based, where you can't just fully tank to just lose every game because then you're not going to get
1: the first pick. Yeah, I don't think it's become a big enough problem for them to actually wind up changing anything about it. I think that there's still a lot of – that there's enough players on the team and there's enough coaches in the organization who are just competitors, like Brian Flores, you know, who says, "Yeah, I don't care if we screw up our draft picks, like – where I, I don't wanna be the laughing stock of the league only getting one win, two wins, no wins, you know. I wanna I wanna go out yeah. playing hard each and every week. And so I don't know, hopefully we can kind of see that culture stick around in a lot and, of organizations, but
2: yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think players would are even tanking. I don't think that's a thing at yeah. all. I think maybe the you know maybe if you were 0 and thirteen you know, and another team was 1-12, and 12. maybe you and the coach have a little conversation and you're like, hey, you know. So I can see that kind of happening, but I don't think people are going out there, hey, it's going to be a down year, let's lose games. I don't know. I don't think that's
1: happening. Yeah, the only tank- tanking I see is uh, Joe Judge calling QB sneak for uh, for back-to-back plays in that's his own end zone, you know. That's suspicious.
2: That's <laughs> suspicious. And th- that's the thing. I don't think Joe Judge is going to get another head coaching job.
1: No, yeah. No, you know? I, I don't and, think and it so it has either. nothing
2: to do with him being white. You know what I mean? So, like, that's the thing for me is, like, I don't know. I With the racism stuff, I want there, if, if we're going to have these delegate like, I want to see some racism. I haven't really seen, from what I've seen so far, I haven't seen it. I do, I do, however, think it's weird that there aren't more black tech coaches. I just don't know why. And I want to yeah. see
1: why. I'm not looking forward to uh, the, the fan who clips – troy saying i want to see more racism <laughs> oh, man. oh wait did i say that yeah 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 you did but uh you know what, man we're it's okay it's okay you, you said uh you said if you know if we're gonna be calling it out then i want to see some racism <laughs> but uh you know hopefully we don't man Ho- yeah. hopefully either way we do, we don't see any racism, yeah. but yeah, I think there's there's a few situations where it's like the, you're you're hiring you know these Caucasian head coaches who uh, who don't really have like a proven track record much, uh, but then we see guys like Eric Bieniemy who's taken his uh, team to the Super Bowl for the past two years and to the AFC Championship game this year, and it's like he's still an offensive coordinator as opposed to a head coach. And I know we talked about this on the last pod too, about just, Hey, maybe it's the fact that he doesn't interview well, or maybe it's the fact that he wants to stay as an offensive coordinator.
2: I actually heard something about the enemy. uh, This last week from a couple different sources. One, one of the sources said that, uh, and this is like through the coaching world, I coach football, no other coaches that have, you know, no players and stuff. And what they're saying is almost, Nobody in the league likes Eric the enemy. That's just what I've heard. I don't know how true that is. That's just what I've heard. The other thing that I that I know is true though, is that the the Kansas City Chief Assistant GM is now the GM of the 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 GM of the Bears. Hmm. He is he is an African American guy. He's the GM of the Bears, he just got hired on and the Bears didn't even interview the enemy. And so for me, if that guy from Kansas City got the job and he doesn't even give him an interview that tells me he doesn't like him at all
1: yeah that's weird yeah it's so hard knowing which narratives you can believe and which narratives you can't true you know that's that's essentially the the whole issue with any of this it's who's telling the truth who's lying and how do we know but exactly yeah but hey uh since we're talking about eric be since we're talking about brian flores let's go ahead and dive into some uh, coaching carousel yeah Step right up, step right up. We've got the coaching carousel. That intro
0: went way longer than I thought it was going to. I was like, what's this big buildup right now? My goodness. I That's so exciting.
1: I love it. Uh, Man, okay, so coaching carousel. So we've got some news uh, coming out of a few of these organizations. Going into uh, a couple weeks ago, we had a bunch of openings. We had the Bears, the Vikings, the Broncos, Uh, the Dolphins, the Giants, the Raiders, the Texans, the Jaguars, and the Saints after Sean Payton uh, stepped down from coaching. Um, But now we're down to... Three positions left. Crazy. Um, so we saw the Bears, Dub Bears sign uh offensive coordinator for the Colts, Matt Eberflus. Solid last name.
0: Great name. Yeah. Great
1: name. Great. One one of the best.
0: First name is a little familiar though from a previous head coach, but
1: <laughs> uh Matt Nagy. Matt is it Nagy or Nagy? I think it's Nagy. Nagy.
0: I was kind of hoping it I'm would say, be. I'm gonna say Nagy.
1: Nagy. <laughs> How cool it would have been
0: if they brought Mike Dick out of retirement Ooh, to coach the Bears again. That would have been yeah. awesome.
1: Bring him back. Uh all right. And then swinging over to the Vikings. Uh Troy, it, it I don't think this is officially pen to paper yet, but it looks like your boy Kevin O'Connell, Rams offensive coordinator, is gonna be the future head yeah. coach of the Vikings. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, no, that's what I that's what I've seen as well. Um I'm I'm used to it at this point. You know, just giving away all coordinators. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm literally like glad that Raheem Morris hasn't been offered a job yet. Uh, it might be coming after the season. I don't know. Um, but it's just one of those things. Man, the Rams can't keep on to a, a, a quarterback coach, an offensive coordinator, or a defensive coordinator to save their lives because everyone wants them, and it's just annoying.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's the downside of having a good team, man. Everybody, everybody wants you guys Um, looking at the Broncos. I think this might be the the most exciting head coach signing for me because the Broncos signed Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, who Aaron Rodgers has been raving about all season. He loves this guy. And if you've been following uh, news around Aaron Rodgers and around the Packers, it sounds like Aaron Rodgers. There's a good chance he might not be a Green Bay Packer next year. Um, do you guys think this is a lock for Rodgers to the Broncos? I think it's a good shot.
0: What has to happen? Like, what are his contracts? Like, do, do the Packers have to like have to make this happen? Do they do they have a say in this? What's what's the deal right now with this? Do we know?
1: I don't. I think
2: Rodgers <laughs> has some type of no trade clause in his thing where he can't just be traded. So the people that he can be traded to, he has to approve it. So I imagine what could happen is Rodgers could say, I'm not going to play this year and I want to be traded to Denver. And then Denver would have to offer up something that the Packers would not be able to deny type of thing.
1: Yeah, that's fair. If uh if Rodgers does go to the Broncos, how in your guys' opinions, how does that affect the Packers? How does that affect the Broncos? Where do they cuz Packers made the NFC or er, uh sorry, divisional round. Um but they were Super Bowl favorites going into the playoffs. Do we think that uh that they're no longer in the playoffs? Do we think they're still contenders? What about the Broncos too?
2: I think Broncos are doing, will do better. Um, They probably make the playoffs. I don't know. They're still just in such a tough division. Um,
1: The Raiders
2: are good. The Chiefs are good. The Chargers are good. So, because they're in that division, I would like to see it. So, that division gets even tougher. Um, Just so there's, you know, more parity and stuff like that. I think him going over there is, is interesting for his career because I think if he stays in Green Bay, he wins the you know the North NFC North for the rest of his time that he's in the uh, in there. You know I don't think the Vikings or Bears or Lions are going to win it anytime. Um, um, yeah. If he leaves though, I think the Vikings could win it. I think the Bears could even eventually go on and win it. So I definitely think the Packers stock goes down if Aaron Rodgers. Now I think he's one of the reasons that they were a favorite. If they were my pick for the Super Bowl winner cuz of Rodgers not cuz anyone else.
1: Yeah, if uh if Rodgers leaves Green Bay, I've got the Lions taking the NFC North next year.
0: I like it. Why Good not? Why not? They got heart, man. I think with the Clip yeah, that. when it comes to the when it comes to the Packers, um I mean we saw what it was like when uh when Jordan Love stepped stepped up to there. I don't think he's the answer for the future no. at all. Um
1: What a waste of a pick.
0: Yeah, it's it's yeah, it hasn't aged well in the slightest. I think Broncos' They have a ton of potential. Like mm-hmm. you know, they would be a great, incredible division. It, they'd become probably the best division in football at that point if uh, if Rodgers went there. My goodness, like yeah, the Raiders would be the worst, but they would be
1: the best are in the West, dude. AFC West, it, NFC West, both lighting it up
0: for real, man. And then uh, I, I I don't know, you know, it's part of me is so excited about the idea of Rodgers in a Broncos uniform, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I'm kind of dealing with some stuff with Wilson over here. And uh, it's hard for me to to wish that upon another franchise because it's tough to go through to see your guy that you've yep. rolled through for so many years potentially going somewhere else. So I don't know, man, because uh, my my other brother in law is a huge Packers fan. I know he wants to keep Rodgers, but at the same time, how, you know, I, I totally get the excitement of the idea of like Wilson going to another team or yep. Rodgers going to another team to see what they can accomplish there. But
1: who knows? And I know there's a lot of talk too about if Rodgers does leave, that he's taken Adams. And he's taken Marquez with him too. Yeah. And I, I honestly that's one thing that I'm like, okay, that can't you can't have on the Broncos Adams, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, all Noah of <laughs> no <Fant>. offense. <laughs> you can't have this crazy receiving core and and if they do, man, as a as a Chiefs fan, that's that's gonna be pretty scary. But uh but, yeah, I mean, it could potentially benefit the Packers if they could get Teddy Bridgewater. Oh,
0: they, I mean, he already wears gloves, so he can play in the cold.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I don't <laughs> know. Maybe Drew Locke. I mean, those those guys aren't, like, the worst no, QBs. No, no, they're not the they're worst. They're starting caliber. Uh,
0: I think they're, like, a like a placeholder QB. I think they're, like, yeah. the, the, the high-end placeholder QBs. I think Drew Locke is pretty decent, but he's not, he's not, like, a Wilson Rodgers, yeah, Mahomes sure. Stafford kind of guy.
2: I yeah. think Drew Locke is a high-end uh, um, placeholder, as in he's going to place the the field goal kick down before the kicker <laughs> kicked it. That's is he, where is he better than Romo. Drew Locke deserves to be. Is
0: he Tony Romo yeah. caliber. Yeah,
1: yeah, man. Honestly, they say holders win games, so win games. So uh, maybe Drew Locke turns the turns the tides for the Packers and they'll win a Super Bowl. Could you imagine if Rodgers leaves the Packers in the next season? They win a Super Bowl,
0: dude. Could you? I mean, that <laughs> With would you Lock. Oh, that'd be unbelievable. That would be absolutely unbelievable.
1: Uh All right, so, I would root for him. Yeah, man.
0: I think. I think. Lock it.
1: Lock it in, baby. <laughs> I think something we haven't talked. I
0: mean, the Niners. I mean, I don't know how Rogers feels about it. I mean, they yeah. could make a move for him if because it looks like Rogers is like he's like maybe got one or two years left before mm-hmm. he wants to leave the league, and if the Niners were like, hey, you know. Trey Lance is still developing a little bit. If you want to come over here for a year or two and try to get, try to get a super bowl with us, you know, we, we'd love to have you. That's a possibility. And there's also the possibility he just retires now.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think Rogers wouldn't go to the Niners mm-hmm. because um, he'd be too close to his family. <laughs> he
1: needs at least that's like fair. three States in between. Yeah. 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 All right. So we got the Broncos with Nathaniel Hackett, uh, dolphins. That's still an opening. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who who fills that uh there's still a lot of good candidates out there Giants they signed Brian Dable uh Bill's offensive coordinator which man the Bill's offense pretty stinking good offense yeah so yeah with the Giants good I hire. mean it sounds like they're wanting to keep Daniel Jones um they still got Saquon Barkley who like is kind of a question mark at this point if he's still going to be good or not but uh yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Giants. The Raiders they sign Patriots offensive coordinator, their longtime offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels.
0: Yeah, how do we feel about this? We've seen we've seen the Josh McDaniels <laughs> story before. How does this one end
1: up? Yeah, for those of you who uh, aren't familiar with the name Josh McDaniels, uh, he actually has received a head coaching position in the past, but he's never been a head coach. <laughs> he was signed as the, or he was offered the head coach position of the Indianapolis Colts before Frank Reich, uh, who is their current head coach. And he turned it down and it was like this big dramatic thing of now the Colts are kind of in hot water trying to figure out who their next head coach is going to be. Uh, and so honestly, Josh McDaniels kind of screwed the Colts over in that situation, but it um, looks like the Raiders are excited about him. Troy, you got any thoughts? Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> heck yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, heck yeah, dude. I think uh, McDaniels is going to be a good coach. I think he's learned a lot from Billy B. Um, just hopefully he's better at texting his uh, former employees. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for real. All right. Uh, Jaguars. They, this is the most recent signing. Doug Peterson.
0: Yes, sir. Former yes,
1: sir. Super Bowl head coach. Doug Peterson uh, taking over the Jacksonville Jaguars with a super young uh, quarterback Trevor Lawrence. What do you guys think? Jaguars get better with Doug?
2: I, I, yeah, I think it's the right hire. I think you. I think anyone would hire Doug Peterson. Um, that needed a head vacancy. Honestly, I think that he's shown that he can win a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah,
2: he has a statue erected in in, a, in front of another. Uh, erected? Is that is that the right term? I, yeah. uh, after I said it, I feel weird, but Yeah, I think there's uh, an erection. Statue yeah. Erected. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the statue. Nick, Nick Foles uh, is but... in that statue
0: too, don't forget that.
2: <laughs> yeah, Big Richard Nick, you can't forget him. Um, but no, uh, yeah. I think that you, you gotta get a statue guy. How do you not get a statue guy?
1: True, true. There's a few guys who, honestly, I'm kind of surprised that Andy Reid doesn't have a statue yet but yeah. uh, I think you will. Does yeah. Pete Carroll have a statue? He has a statue in front. I think Reed has a statue in front of In-N-Out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every uh, single uh, In-N-Out and would, uh, and Whataburgers around the country.
0: I wouldn't want to see what an Urban Meyer <laughs> statue would look like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's one that we could do without him. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, oh man
1: or uh this is a throwback about a a Robert Kraft statue we uh we probably don't need that (laughs) we probably don't need that one either oh man but uh yeah those are all of the head coach signings so far uh the three teams still looking for a head coach are the Dolphins Texans Saints there's still a a few good candidates out there we got D'Amico Ryans 49ers defensive coordinator uh Todd Bowles the Bucks defensive coordinator he's a possibility Raheem Morris is still out there. Josh McCown, who looks like he might potentially I think, be I think, a front runner for the Texans. You know, I don't know all about Josh McCown's
0: coaching, but from what I do know about him, I know that he was a good quarterback. I know that he understands the the QB position. Yeah. And both all three all three vacancies have they're gonna have like a need for for quarterback coaching. You got I mean, no yeah. matter what direction they go in, you got either young quarterbacks with Tua and Davis Mills, or you got some guy who's going to be taking on the the role of you know who, what Drew Brees had for so many years. That's going to need some coaching too. So I think that that they should be. Yeah, I think Josh McGowan should be a serious candidate. Yeah, um, and I would love to see that.
1: I hope if he. I think if you. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Uh, i was just gonna say, if you look at this list of guys we have left, something funny that I realized is that they're kind of all defensive coordinators. There's it's a couple. A lot, like Kellen yeah. Moore's the OC, but uh, and the Chiefs' OC, the enemy. But other than that, they're all defensive coordinators. Um, other than Josh McCown as well, I guess. But the the funny thing to me about that is, um, I think that right now in the league, it's such a hot thing to get your your head coach as an OC guy. Your head coach is going to be, you know, running that offense. The high powered offense are the ones that are winning the best even the coordinator in the, like jobs that get the head coaches are like the big bandy or whatever but he's gone you know so i think just in the league right now Dan Quinn was a great DC that went head coach didn't really get it done Rex Ryan great DC head coach you know had trouble getting things done i think what the, what the what people are seeing is like your head coach kind of being more offensive minded might end up working out. And what kind of seems to be as well, which maybe this is just sort of the correlation, bringing a whole back back to the whole uh, blackhead coach thing, is a lot of former players that become coaches are on the defensive side of the ball. You know, a lot of the uh, former players that become coaches on the opposite side of the ball are quarterbacks, and just historically, quarterbacks are more of a white kind of position.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean every every head coach signing other than Doug Peterson this year has been an offensive coordinator. So um and yeah. I mean you take a look at the two head coaches in the Super Bowl, you got Zach Taylor, who was the quarterback's coach for the Rams, and you've got Sean McVay, who's an offensive mastermind. You yeah.
0: Know? I mean, yeah, even if you think off the top of your head, like the top defensive mind coaches like uh like a Oh, we lost Troy. Oh,
1: no, <laughs> let's just keep going. We'll get
0: him back. I hope he's okay. We'll get him back. Oh man! Um, if you look at the yeah, you look at like a like a Dan Quinn as a head coach didn't yeah. work out. You look at Mike Zimmer head coach. It has is Bruce Arians
1: a uh, kind of like a more defensive minded guy. Or That's a good more question. Offensive? That's a good question. There's um, some coaches that I feel like kind of play both a little bit.
0: I think Ron Rivera is a good example of defense, but yeah. kind of he's more special teams. But mm-hmm. he is a very defensive mind coach. That that can you know it worked. I mean, he had his defense rolling for a year. Um, let's try to get Troy back real quick. Yeah. But if we can't, then we can't. And we tried. And then I guess we'll go to the next topic.
1: Yeah. If we can't, say a prayer. We we don't know if he's okay or not. <laughs> You're getting this all live. <laughs> oh, man. Please leave your message oh, for no. nine. Nope. Say it ain't so. Nope. We didn't. All right. Straight to voicemail, too. Yeah. It's that's, uh, that's a little scary. um Hey, okay. So before we dive into Pro Bowl talk, I completely forgot. We need to talk about probably the biggest breaking news. I think it's kind of been overshadowed because it broke twice. But Tom Brady.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Tom against time. Tom the GOAT. Brady. Yeah. Thomas Edward Patrick. Yeah, why does he have two little names? I heard that. I don't know, man. But, but yeah, I mean, just salute to him. You know, I think... He is officially done. I know that th- some people say like, oh, he might just retire for a year and then come back. Yeah. But uh, no, I think he's hanging it up for a few years. It is tough with his age to so picture him coming
0: back. I wouldn't be like shocked if he came back for another year after. But um, man, I Brady has, in, at least in my eyes, I mean, I have a memory of when I was in like second or third grade. And uh, I was over at my buddy Sam's house, and this is how this is how dated this was. He had his wallpaper on his computer mm-hmm. was this image of Tom Brady that was like defaced with Microsoft <laughs> Paint. That was uh, that was completely just. And he was like, I can't stand Tom Brady. Oh, he man. was a big Chargers fan, and um, I mean, you know, Brady was winning so much, even, yeah. at, even at that point. But I, I just remember it so clearly that I was such a little kid, and Tom Brady was like this juggernaut. Already, and, yeah. Already, and yeah. now I'm 25, and he was, and he was still playing at the top of his game. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw our post, you guys. Check out our Instagram at Tetter Nation. Uh, we posted Tom Brady's stats for this year, and he and he led in, in probably every um, major category. Uh, just a phenomenal player, and mm-hmm. um, it's crazy that I I didn't see this really coming. The news broke on a Saturday. Yeah. My, my team at, uh, at NFL Network was was really ticked off about it because they're like nobody's working today. We can't publish this news right now. Ugh. Nobody the network network didn't talk about it or anything. And it broke prematurely. What was that? What happened with that, Do you know?
1: Yeah, so uh Adam Schefter, he he kind of came like big time under fire for for <laughs> releasing this info before he was supposed to, but uh yeah, Adam Schefter tweeted out that Tom Brady was officially retiring. Uh, but Tom Brady was on vacation, and so he could neither confirm nor deny. He was like, "I'm not, I'm not dealing with this right now." Uh, but sure enough, after Tom Brady got back from vacation with his family, he did release a statement on Twitter, uh, thanking he he thanked all the all of the Bucks players and and fans and you know coaches and everything. But he left out the Patriots. He then went ahead and added some more stuff afterwards thinking patriots organization and fans and all that um but yeah i don't know it was, it was just a little interesting the way that it all went down but at the end of the day i don't i don't think the way it happened matters as much i think it's just uh the fact that man we we are officially at the end of an era in the NFL where we have had so many all-time great hall of fame quarterbacks step out and i mean we've still got aaron Rodgers and russell wilson those guys probably have a few more years left but uh but man it's it's really I mean, a young man's game at this point
0: oh yeah i mean because yeah we lost breeze and we lost manning before that both manning both mannings Eli that. manning peyton manning and it's kind of like i mean obviously the way that the league works is like you don't have like like one group of like, quarterback gauges you know and then the next it's yeah kind of like like rogers kind of bridged the gap between um, you know, like the like, like breeze and rust, kinda he's in between mm-hmm. those. Um Stafford I think and Wilson are like a like I think Stafford was in a year or two before yeah. Wilson, with like Stafford is like the same Cam Newton um draft class, I think or no right around there, right around the same age. Um and uh and maybe it was a couple years before. I think Stafford has a couple years on Wilson in the league. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and, I, and you got like the Mahomes, and now you got like the Burrow, yeah, um, Herbert and Herbert, yeah, that, that Lamar Jackson, things, and, yeah, and it's like you kind of yeah. gr- you kind of group them together. I kind of group like Mahomes, Allen, Lamar Jackson, yep. kind of that, that they got their own thing. Wilson, it was weird when Wilson came in the league. Um, I had felt like Rodgers was there for already a long time, yeah. but now he was
1: kind of in a gap in like yeah. a weird gap of time because he entered the league what twenty twelve or no.
0: He was, so he was, um, so he's actually the same era, yeah, 2012 was when he got drafted. He's like oh, the yeah. same Kirk Cousins, Andrew Luck, gotcha. um, Ryan Tannehill kind of era. Yeah. That yeah. was Russ. Uh, but Brady, uh, Brady's gone through so much. Like he's been the villain. Mm-hmm. He's been like the most beloved quarterback. I, I There was a time, I think we can all remember if we're not, I mean, actually, if you're a Patriots fan too, there's been a time in your life where you couldn't stand Tom Brady. Yeah. And that's that's something that we've all shared. And there's also <laughs> been a time where you, you love Tom Brady, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, but just, now it's at a point where everyone, now that he's retired and out of the game, everyone's on the same page of whether you loved him or you hated him. He was without a doubt the greatest quarterback of all time. Yes, probably never gonna happen again. No, you know, I like to think that like, oh, maybe Mahomes could you know win a few Super Bowls. But even if he, even if he wins five Super Bowls, Brady won seven. He's yeah. won more than any team. In NFL history, has ever won that yeah. many Super Bowls.
0: And it's not like when he didn't win the Super Bowl, it was like some slouch. He had incredible seasons every yeah. season. And this
1: year, he didn't win the Super Bowl, but he might win MVP.
0: Yeah, I think he <laughs> should win. I mean, just because he's retiring, I yeah. think Cooper Cup probably deserves it, but he's not going to get it. So I hope Brady gets it. Yeah. Um and. The thing that i love about brady is you look at his skill his skill set he's not the most skilled like he, he can't he can't do what mahomes does mm-hmm. he can't throw it as far as wilson can um he can't elude uh, like lamar jackson yeah but the i think that's kind of what makes him great you know i watched this documentary on him i think it's called the brady six it's on nfl films mm-hmm. um that talked about his journey into the league and it's incredible Like he i mean he knew he wasn't the most talented and or, or the strongest or the fastest and we see tons of players in the league still coming in that are like him I think kind of Davis Mills reminds yeah. me a lot of Tom Brady as far as what his abilities are but what Tom Brady did that was so significant was the preparation he put into it every day uh the the high level and standard he set for himself um and yeah he he, he made it so He's like, I'm not the most talented, so I have to be the most prepared. Yeah, I have to have the best mindset. And so when you watch this, when you watch film, it just he doesn't look like this incredible talent. Like he's throwing it like sidearm or or like uh, you know getting escaping the pocket and everything. But what he does is he just he's so calculated and he's so prepared that he he you know what's the thing if you hard uh, what's that with talent?
1: Oh yeah. Talent, uh, Hard work beats talent every day. Yeah. Or something H- like that. Hard work yeah. beats
0: talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah. There you um, go. And so his, yeah, his hard work just always, always showed. So, I mean, I'm sad he's retiring. And I have, yeah. a, I, have, I have a lot of love for him, even though he beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, Tom Brady, we applaud you, man. Congratulations on the greatest career yeah. of all time. Honestly, uh, some people would argue if he was the greatest athlete uh, ever. Yeah, it depends on how I you would, measure it. I would say he, he probably is. Most successful, definitely. Cuz he's also playing, I mean, granted like I know I I don't know a ton about hockey, but I know people compare him to like Wayne Gretzky and saying Wayne Gretzky was the greatest athlete of all time. And that that that's another thing you have to take into consideration, the physicality of the sport that you're playing. Like Brady was playing like grown man football where mm-hmm. he was getting hit, he he's been lit up before uh granted in the last like 10 years of his career. The refs wouldn't let anybody touch him, but he still, <laughs> he still played a, 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 you know, a tough sport and he was able to do it longer than anybody else. And there was really so. no drop off, which is insane yeah.
0: to be that consistent for what was it, 22 years he played? If
1: anything, he just got better. Yeah. And uh, even in the, even in his last season, I was like, is Tom Brady becoming a mobile quarterback?
0: Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he, he uh I think it was.
1: He ran more this year than I think he has in any season. <laughs>
0: he hurdled somebody. Um actually I made it the thumbnail for the game highlight. I, like, I got to look back at it, but he like he and he, and that's what the, he's so fun. He loves talking about that yeah. more than his passing, you know, his running and, and like and his yardage. Like I remember one time he had to take a knee and uh and he refused to like lose a, like a yard or two cuz he like had I don't know what it was. He like he didn't want to be below a certain rushing yard. So he like ran up in between his like center and his guard and he took a knee there so he didn't lose any more yardage nice. when he when he was taking a knee but still just yeah, he's he's you know, we've seen him be petty. We've seen him be um, you know, hating. He hates losing, but Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm glad you brought this up because that's I mean the biggest news I think probably all year
1: yeah yeah all right well hey uh, as we close out this episode we definitely want to talk about the Pro Bowl which is coming up and Noah I've got a quick game for you as uh, we get into some Pro Bowl trivia Um, yeah man just uh, I mean we've we're in Pro Bowl week right now there's a few kind of cool things going on with the skill showdown do you have a favorite moment so far uh, as we lead up to the game?
0: Totally. My favorite part was Russell Wilson dominating in the passing. What ha- so they, the NFC versus AFC had this passing contest where they were hitting these targets. Some were like these moving targets close in front of them. Some were these moving targets that were a little farther away. Then they had these two big targets that were really far away. And then one tiny like tennis racket size moving target that was pretty far away. And it was Russell Wilson and Justin Jefferson versus uh, Mac Jones and Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro went first. He got one point. Then Justin Jefferson went. He got zero points. Then uh, Mac Jones went, and he got eight points. So uh, the AFC was winning nine to zero. And then Russell Wilson goes off for twenty-nine points, and it was incredible. He 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 didn't miss for like seven throws. He hit the smallest target that was far away. Um, it made me feel bad because I'm like, we just got to give this guy a clean pocket. Yeah, he would be tearing it up. <laughs> He was yeah he was ridiculously accurate. Uh, I love Russ. He just he was having fun out there, and he was like my first Pro Bowl. Peyton Manning told me never take this for granted. So I never I never waste a moment. I try to have fun with everything I'm doing, and really appreciate where I'm at. That was my favorite moment. Um, another crazy moment was the fastest man contest. That uh, it was Tyree Kill, um, Nick Chubb, Micah Parsons, and Trayvon Diggs doing I think a 40 yard dash, um, and Micah Parsons won uh you know by by a nose in front of Nick Chubb. Um but Which was crazy which that is, Nick
1: Chubb was the <laughs> was the came yeah, in second. Nick Chubb, yeah. He, when Tyree Kill is in the race. I, what, know, what the I heck? know
0: and I think yeah what happened was Ty Tyreek Hill either didn't take it super seriously or he went into it with too much confidence. He didn't have a good starting stance and he didn't have a good start. And you could tell right off the bat he knew it and kind of just slowed up on that. So I want to see a rematch. I want to see I really want to know if Tyreek is the actual fastest because Micah looked pretty fast out there. But that was a good highlight, because some good highlights from the Pro Bowl skills contest.
1: Yeah, I love it. All right, man, uh, let's get into some Pro Bowl trivia. I got a few questions for you. Let's go. Uh, just regarding history of Pro Bowl, some of the all-time greats, some of the all-time great performances. And so uh, first question for you is this. Which wide receiver, Which wide receiver holds the record for the most Pro Bowls nominated?
0: Okay. um,
1: With, do you want to know the number of Pro Bowls nominated? Please tell me. 13 Pro Bowls. He has been to 13 Pro Bowls.
0: Okay. I'm going to, I hate to do this, but I'm going to go with what I feel like is the obvious answer. No, I shouldn't.
1: I don't know. (laughs) What do you think is the obvious answer? The
0: obvious answer is Jerry Rice. But- if i had to go with like a a weirder a weirder one how many was it again 12 13?
1: 13 13 13 yeah
0: who's been a wide receiver that long um
1: I'll tell you this, go with the obvious answer. Jerry Rice. <laughs> Jerry Rice is <coughs> is the uh yeah, the number Ooh. one wide receiver in the Pro Bowl. Going 13 times, man. That's that's a crazy amount of times. Follow-up question. Uh I think I think you'll probably get this one off the bat, but uh which tight end has been to fourteen Pro Bowls?
0: Okay, I'm gonna narrow it down to I'm gonna narrow it down. There's
1: some great, there's there's some great uh, tight ends. I think that it's have played, it's, so. it's
0: got to either be Gronk, okay, um, Tony Gonzalez. Um, I don't think Greg Olson was in the league that long. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham could be. He's been there for a while. Um, <laughs> I'm I feel like the obvious is Gronk, but I'm gonna go with Tony.
1: It's Tony. Yeah, Yeah. Dang Woo! man, look at that instinct. I love it. All right. Um here we go. This this one I'm, I might give you a little bit too much info on this one and this this might make it a little easy for you. But in 2008 2008. Okay. You ready? You there?
0: Okay. I'm back. I mean, I didn't follow football that closely then, but I'm going to going to bring myself back for what Get I know back now,
1: there mentally. Right. Fallout Boy is at their peak. Dance Dance just coming out on the radio. Let's do it. 2008. Which rookie running back made the Pro Bowl and ran for 129 yards and two touchdowns on just 16 carries. Reggie Bush? Oof. No. Oh. No. Wait, Come wait, wait, on, wait,
0: man. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 2008 rookie running back.
1: I can give you another hint. That'll make it obvious if you want. Here's another thing. He he's he's been to seven Pro Bowls. Is he still in the league? No. Oh, okay. I mean. No, <laughs> I don't think he is as of right now.
0: All right, I don't think I he might like be like
1: bouncing around a little bit, but he's not in a prominent spot. But I, he's been to seven Pro Bowls.
0: All right, I'm gonna just start listing ones that that I think it could be. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> stay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer it. But okay. I, I think okay, see. I'm thinking Frank Gore. I'm thinking Adrian Peterson. But I feel like he Adrian Peterson wasn't a rookie in 2008. But um, who else was a running back that was a rookie in 2008? Let's see.
1: Here, I'll I'll give it to you. You already said it. Adrian Peterson. Oh gosh, Adrian he Peterson. He was a rookie in 2008. Rookie in 2008. Yep, Minnesota Vikings. He just lit up AFC. Wow, pretty okay. crazy, right?
0: That's really good. Okay, I, I'm I think Reggie Bush probably came in the 2010s. Then I'm guessing, right?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, all right, I'm trying to see if I can get one more good one for you. I love these. Yeah, let's see. Um. This one I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a hard one, all right? Uh, or at least I I probably wouldn't get this one. In tw- in 2012, this wideout made six catches for 174 yards and hauled in a touchdown catch in each quarter of the game. In the Pro Bowl. What year was this? 2012.
0: 2012.
1: He was named Pro Bowl MVP that year. And here's another hint the AFC 1.
0: Okay. So an AFC wide receiver. Mhm. Um 2012. I'm guessing this guy had probably been in the league already for a minute. Um in the AFC
1: I probably wouldn't get it off this, so I'm even going to give you the team that he was on this year.
0: Wait. Hold on, let me let me, let me <laughs> I want to get the name so in case in case it is this team I can say it right away. Um Okay,
1: you got it. Yeah, Miami Dolphins.
0: Okay, no, I didn't. Have that. I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost gonna. Yeah, I was almost gonna say someone else. Um, Later, got
1: traded to the Bears. If that helps.
0: Oh come on, <laughs> Troy! If you're listening, did you get this one right? Let me know if you got this one right. Um, to the Bears, a wide receiver on the Bears that was on the Dolphins. Yep. It's gonna kill me. I don't. Even, I can't even think of any.
1: You ready for it? What's the first letter? B. Oh, oh, oh! Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Yeah, there he Brandon goes. Brandon Marshall. <laughs> Congrats! <laughs> I man. forgot yeah.
0: he was on the Dolphins. I knew. Yeah, I knew he was on the Bears.
1: He bounced around all over the place. He, he was on, on the Seahawks Jets for a minute. Yeah, he was. He was all over the place. But man, I, I love doing that stuff just because it, it's. Uh, while some people think you know the Pro Bowl isn't necessary or whatever, it's fun. Like. The fact of the matter is, like, being able to see all of your favorite players, all of the best players in the league on one field. Oh, my gosh. It's pretty awesome to see. And you
0: get to, like, feel what it feels like to root for the team, like, to to root for the players you hate. You know, like, I get to see Baker get an (laughs) interception. I get to cheer for him, actually, you know, because he's on the NFC. Yeah. and, And it's fun to have that experience. And it's the best idea on paper. I mean, maybe they should do flag football or something, so it it actually looks more like a competition. I don't know. You know, it's a lot of ideas to, to try to fix that. But, you know, it's fun. It's fun whatever it is.
1: Yeah. You taking NFC in this one?
0: Oh, yeah. I'm taking NFC only because, and this is going to be biased, but I'm taking them because Russell Wilson is there, mm-hmm. and he, he never he takes everything seriously yeah, when it comes to fair. when it comes to playing and I remember his rookie year it was like somebody n- didn't tell him that this game isn't that for real and he threw for like three touchdowns and yeah um, he had a really <laughs> good game so I think just because of Russ just because he got in now uh I think that the NFC wins
1: yeah I think the AFC has been on a hot streak the past couple of years winning the Pro Bowl so I'm gonna go a- AFC also Chiefs Patrick Mahomes is there, Travis Kelsey's there, Tyree Kill's there. There's a uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys I like on the AFC. So All
0: right. and that was our Tether and Shudder
1: <laughs> for the week. Tether and Shudder brought to you by Bloodshed Inc. Bloodshed Inc go follow him on twitch um all right guys hey thanks so much for tuning in for this week's episode next week we will have some super bowl talk as we get ready for the rams versus the Bengals. Oh, i wish it was the chiefs one. but man uh yeah it'll be it'll be a great one can't wait to spend that time with you guys next week hopefully we should be getting it around wednesday or so uh but yeah stay tuned and uh follow us on instagram at tutter nation and uh yeah, this is Saturnation Nation, and we out.